This is your mind, this is your life, this is your time, this is your life, this is your mind, this is your world. Yeah, how long has it been since you got to think for yourself, think, think for yourself? And how long has it been since you've had some time to yourself, unwind with yourself? You can do anything, so don't you hide from yourself, be kind to yourself, intelligent, amazing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Replenish Me Show on radio and YouTube. Today, I'm so happy to have one of my favorite um, coaches out there, <laughs> Charmaine Johnson Fuller. She is um, she works specifically with entrepreneurial moms to help their businesses being an empowering experience for both themselves and for them their families. So welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I, you know, we met, what, I think it's been a couple of years ago now. Yeah, in the Women of Worth group. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And ever since we met, we're like, we need to do something together. We're like, so like, synergized, but, and here we are, finally. Finally. These years, yay. So tell <laughs> me all about you and how you got started. And here comes my crew. <laughs> so um, I got started uh, doing what I do honestly about five or six years ago and I just started initially I was working with um, moms that have children with special needs but as I became an entrepreneur and then I had a child that did not have special needs I noticed that the need was a bit greater from my point of view and so I really started working with entrepreneurial moms showing them how to create harmony in between their family and their business because you know when you first start out in business you feel like if I work on my business my family you feel guilty about not hanging out with your family right you feel really guilty and then if you're hanging out with your family you're thinking about landing pages you're thinking about um, you know email sequences you're thinking about reaching out to clients and so it's like I kept saying I'm a solutions oriented type of girl so I said, there's got to be a solution. Like, I know there are entrepreneurs out there who have both and they're in harmony with each other. They don't feel like they're competing, but how do I do it? And so I figured out how to do it for my life. And I said, okay, now there other moms shouldn't feel this way either. You shouldn't feel like you're ignoring your marriage. You shouldn't feel like you're ignoring your kids. It shouldn't be this thing where, you know, you feel like you're kind of split in two where half of you is here and half of you is here and to be fully present in whatever situation that you're in. Even if disruptions come along, you can still be fully present in that moment. Yes, like now. <laughs> I have someone crawling up my leg. <laughs> my oldest son just came in here singing for a little bit. I think he's wondering about his lunch, but would you like to eat? We'll eat your lunch. Nice. So yeah, that's what, um, that's how I got into how I got into it. And so now I am teaching other mom entrepreneurs how to create their own brand of harmony. And it's not on how you plan, you know, it's not buying the most fanciest planner and software and all that other stuff. It's not about that. It's, you know, a baseline that you have to create that will allow you to master your life no matter what comes up. Because when you're a mom, you know, anything is liable to come up. Somebody is sick. You know, if you have pets, the pets are puking. You know, your husband leaves something at work and you have to stop your day, of course, to take it there. You know, so there's like so many things that come up during the course of our day. We are not, you know, single vision people. Moms are multifaceted. We've got a lot of different plates in the air. And, you know, how do you keep that together? without feeling overwhelmed or like you're always forgetting something. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, what I like about what you said is you use the word harmony. So often we always hear that word balance, don't we? Right. That's something you do to your tires on your car, not for your life. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That is so on point, right? Because, and when I looked at your new website, everyone should go to her website. It's a, a charm life. What is it? Oh, she wants to help me with my lighting. You want to put it up there? Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. She said the lighting was not bright enough. Is that better? That, you look luminescent now. 
Thank you, Arlene. You're amazing. <laughs> what would I do without you, sweetness? I love that. Can you make a bridge with me, babe? I need to make a bridge with my legs so she can walk on me. <laughs> um, you talk, you, you say, what is it? And, harmony couldn't be easier. Harmony is possible. Only. Harmony is possible. Harmony is definitely possible. Um, balance is not. Balance will drive you cray cray and will have you feeling like you're always behind and that you're kind of less than and like you just can't get it. Harmony is to me. Um, your life is like a song. So imagine like your life is this big choir. And, you know, if everybody in the choir sang the same notes, it would be a very boring, you know, it'd be very boring. So each part of your life knows when it's alto, you know, like maybe your business is alto, your family soprano, like they all have their parts and they know when to pull. They have the ability to not pull back, but to support the other part when it needs support and not um, compete with it because, you know, you're a choir and you're singing together to make this harmonious sound and not, you know, well, I'm gonna step in and I'm gonna do the solo. No, it's not your turn to be the solo, you know? So, um, and the only way to do that is through communication with your family, communication with your spouse. Um, one of the things that I learned the hard way is that I was not, you know, a lot of us say as, as women, as wives and mothers that are entrepreneurs, my husband doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. He's not supportive. He doesn't. What I realized is that my husband had no clue on what I was doing. Like I thought he knew because he always saw me working and even my kids, they had no clue. And so I had to like my husband, I had to sit him down. I didn't have to sit him down, but we had this conversation where he could ask anything. And so now I keep him updated. And because he knows my launch schedules, because he knows what days I'm working with my coach and having coaching calls, what days I'm working with clients, um, because that's um, transparent now, my family can support me. And they're willing, you know, a lot of us think that our, our husbands are not willing to support us. They are willing to support us 90% of the times. There are some exceptions, but 90% out of the time, they're willing to support us. They just don't know how. And they just don't know where you need support because as women, we're really good at making it look like we have everything together. I mean, we make it look really easy. And we also don't like asking for help for some insane reason. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but I think it's that motherhood thing where you've got to have it together. And so we just, we push forward when actually we need to step back and go, babe, could you cook this week? Or could you go buy some meals? Or babe, could you, you know, like my husband and I have this thing now to where I cook and he cleans the kitchen for the entire week, which is huge. And then, you know, the kids have their chores in the kitchen, but him making sure that the piece of it is clean so all I have to do is cook and even the kids making their own lunches affords me the ability to do not only things that I need to do for my business but things I enjoy doing like going to yoga class or you know maybe sleeping in a little bit later or just taking a break because they get what's going on and they see where I need support so a big piece of that harmony is communication if you are not talking to your team aka your family and you're expecting them to read your mind and to see the sweat of your brow, they do not see it. And it's not because they do not love you, it is because they are not psychic and they need for you to open your mouth and say what you need. And don't come from a place of overwhelm, like because if you're barking and vomiting orders on them, they're not gonna wanna help you. Like nobody wants to help somebody that's yelling at them. But coming from a space of, I would really love your support. We are a team. I want us to feel connected. Changing the language was huge in my family versus going, I need your help and blah, blah, blah. When I said, hey, I want us to feel connected. I want us to feel like a team. You know, a team feels like every piece is supported. Like, I want us to feel that way. They're like, yeah, we want to be a team too. And so even for the kids now, it's fun because, you know, my kids play sports. So they get the team concept and it's like, oh yeah, we're a team. Okay. I don't want my teammates because I want everybody to win. Like if, you know, mom is good and she's on a flow, then we get to do more stuff, you know? So it's, it's a piece, you know, it's a, it's a flow. That's harmony. It's a flow.
I like that you're, you're calling the, your family a team. So um, with that, give me one second because one of my teammates is like, Mom! I'll be right back. Sure. And we're back. So you're right. Um, you, you have to be proactive with your communication. That's the only way to have the lines open. Right. Um, and that's like the only way that there can be harmony because you're right, our families are not clairvoyant. We seem to think that they are. Um, and they revere us so much and they see that we can do so many things that they're just like, oh, she's got well, it. She's got it. I don't have to help her. Exactly. So I love that because, um, and I do feel like a lot of times women just think that, um, don't you see how hard it is for me? Right. That's why I used to go like, oh my God, he doesn't get it. Like, you know, that was a big point of contention in my marriage because like my husband and I will be married for 17 years, 17 years. No, this year we'll be married for 18 years. Oh my goodness. Um, so We've been married actually for 17 years. It'll be 18 years this year. And you know, like I know, marriage goes through stages. You have that beginning stage. I, I call it like seven year stages. The first seven years, you're part trying to figure each other out and how you work dynamically, especially if you didn't live together before you got married. So now you're spending this time trying to figure out the dynamics of being together. And then normally in that time, most of us have kids within that seven years. So it's, it's not enough that we haven't figured each other out. We got to add some kids to the mix. <laughs> and, you know, it's this whole period of this discovery. The second seven years are everybody is still going off of the old contracts. Like most of us don't take the time to sit back and look at our marriage like a business and go, man, I have changed in this second half. And maybe we should talk about some of our changes and some of our, you know, goal pieces. So we don't talk about it. And then within that second seven year stretch, either one of the two things happens to marriages. Either you go, oh snap, this is not how I want my marriage to feel. I know my spouse loves me. Let's communicate and let's do the hard work and get back to our solid. They either do that or they go bump this. He ain't getting me. She ain't getting me. I'm getting divorced. And neither is wrong or right. It's just that whole communication piece and that's kind of where we were which is where I wasn't talking he wasn't talking we were going off of our old patterns and so it was like you know maybe this isn't right maybe we should get a divorce and like we had those conversations like well what does this mean what does this look like you know and we had to agree both that both of us were not fully communicating it was that mom and dad talk where Surf, he comes home from work, surface talk, and then we get started about the kids. Nothing about us, just getting started into kids and family life. And we had totally left us out of it because, you know, it was that, that comfort flow that we had. And so thankfully, we was like, okay, this, is, this ain't what we want. Like, we were passionately in love, like, before, like, I know we can have that again. Like that's not some freak of, that wasn't like a freak of nature, you know, unicorn. That was something that we had created before. Right. And that's all of that piece in. When you're an entrepreneur, I've worked in corporate before I got married. So when you work in corporate or if you've had any other job prior to being married, um, you tend to see this separation. But when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a CEO of your, of your life, there is no separation. You can't have a business calendar technically and a family calendar because you can't, especially when you're a work from home mom, you can't pull those pieces out. All of that is you. And 
I think a lot of the trouble came in, okay, I want to have this pocket for my family. I want to have this pocket for this. And so I was trying to splinter myself in too many different ways. And it caused a lot of unnecessary stress. It caused a lot of unnecessary anxiety um, and burnout and overwhelm. It just caused a lot of unnecessary negative negativity into my life. And so realizing that and saying, okay, there's one me. This one me has 24 hours. Yes, I would love to work on my business for seven or eight hours a day. But one of the things that I talk to my mom entrepreneurs about is you're no longer in corporate. You work for yourself. So you don't have to work eight hours a day. And the eight hours don't have to be from nine to five because your family, like in the summer, my hours are not during the day because my kids are home from school. My husband takes vacation time. We're vacationing. So my normal schedule of 10 to 2 does not apply because I'm with my family. And so I'll either work earlier, like work some hours earlier in the morning, or I'll do some like evening hours, like 6 or 7 when everybody is kind of calmed down and we've had fun. And allowing yourself that flexibility to know my life is this full thing. And it's not just about the time and how you're scheduling stuff. It's your energy. So when you schedule a day that has like 20 things in it, because I know a lot of systems tell you, oh, choose the five things that you want to work on each day. We don't choose the five overall things. No, moms are, we're, we're crazy, right? We choose like five things we want to work on in our business, five things we want to work on with the kids, five things we want to work on with the house. And so our list is now 15 things. And we only have, let's be honest, we don't have 24 hours. Cut that in half. We actually have maybe eight to 12 hours in which to accomplish these 15 things. And then we wonder why we are stressed out at the end of the night. My schedule on, hey, Marcus, what do you need? Water? Oh. My schedule on average has five things total. That includes household stuff. These are, I don't just do business things every day. You know, looking at your, you're scheduling from that space where five things in total, not five things per life area, because you're going to go crazy. Five things total. And then you go, well, how do I know which life area to work on? Well, that's a space that definitely if you have a coach or a mentor, you get clear on which life area is the most important to you at this time and space. I know your business to you is important, but what I had to realize was sometimes if my family is not in order, I can't concentrate on my business. So that means your money being in order, your, um, your marriage being in order. Because if you're living in a contentious household space where everybody is not a team, it's going to be very, different, very difficult to authentically pay attention to your business if your house, if your love life isn't in order, if your money isn't in order. So, you know, seeing which one is the biggest space of contention for you and start there but having a little bit from each piece on there not necessarily working on five business items a day sure you can do that if you have nothing else to do that day like if you have no family stuff but you're a mom so you know here's one you know, be real about that you know i i want to uh kind of go back a little bit let's rewind and pick up that okay. marriage piece for a minute because um You've brought up a whole bunch of great points. So I like the, the, the thing about the seven-year um, cycles in the marriage. This is very true. Hey, Mom, this is a star. Yes, it is. And the next thing is where you talked about um, setting um, boundaries on, you know, when to do things. And the last piece of uh, the to-do list, because we're like crazy with the to-do list, right? So. When we rewind and talk Mom, about the marriage piece, when you have, Mom, you make a bed? yes, there's your fridge. When you have, <laughs> can you make a fridge? <clears throat> when you, um, when you open up those lines of communication, right? Like for us, we also have been married last year would be 17 years. So we're 18 years this year. Um, oh, yes. And I, I think, um, it is, uh, it is a thing where we forget to communicate because we think we've got a system going. 
like for real communicate like what are your biggest fears what are your dreams do you know what my dreams are like those types of conversations that will make you feel stuff sometimes uncomfortable stuff but those were the conversations you had prior to you getting married right but we forget that we stop having those ones we have functional conversations so you know, basically like what we do with our clients, we have to keep doing that within our marriage and we forget about that. We're like, we connect, totally connect with our clients, but we're totally disconnected. And that's inauthentic to me. And that's why I really started working on my other relationships because as I got coaching, you know, the coach was like, okay, your other relationships. I'm like, they cool. No, not are they cool. Are they the same? Right. How do you feel about them? And what I realized is that about my kids, even though I had come a long way, I was still feeling some sort of way about having to do mom things. And my marriage, I was still feeling some sort of way because it felt like he got to do this. This is the biggest thing I remember. My husband gets to do whatever he wants to do because he goes out to work and blah, blah, you know, and that's the story that we have playing in our head, especially if you're a work at home for mom and your husband goes out to work, but because you're not communicating and men are not very good at saying how they feel normally. And so your husband's not necessarily going to say, my gosh, I'm so stressed and I feel this pressure to provide because that's what men are tend to be taught to that they have to provide. Um, you know, until you have those conversations, you feel like you're alone on this island. And, you know, that's not a good place to be. Did she leave? I'm here. Okay. Just, I'm like, oh my God, what happened? No, like, no, no, no. Took over. no, I'm here. She just was uh, tumbling. So I didn't think we want to capture that on film. So why not? For <laughs> That's authentic, right? <laughs> right. She's like showing us her skills. <laughs> she is very talented, I must say. But um, <laughs> there is a limitation to what I want to divulge. <laughs> So. Can't show all her talent to the world. <laughs> right. They ain't ready. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so I, um, I like that piece. And the next thing, let's talk about that to-do list. So how, see, like what I usually recommend my clients is to pick the top three things, right? Mm-hmm. That they need to get done for the day. And right. make those like the... I don't want to do those things, you know, so that they feel really accomplished. Right. Right. Now you, interestingly enough, say choose five things. So three to five. Three, oh, three to five. Okay. Three to five. So yeah. I, I like that because the smaller the list. Yes. The more focused you are. Focus. Thank you for that word. That's the word, the right? The more focused you are. And, and sets, um, I use my phone a lot. Because for each, especially task that I know I can get lost in, like I love anything with money. I love playing with my, my budgets and doing spreadsheets and stuff. So I know I can get lost in that. Anything dealing with, you know, even though I may not like necessarily doing landing pages and stuff, you can get lost tweaking yeah. and moving things over. So I allot a certain amount of time to each task, you know, an estimated, there's always wiggle room. But I allot a certain amount of time and I set my phone timer for whatever that is. Even if it's cleaning the bathrooms, I can get lost in cleaning the bathroom. I don't like it. But then you start to find stuff that you didn't necessarily want to find and you can be in there for a while. And so what that does is it helps me to stay accountable to what I said I wanted to create in that day, because even I am not, I have no chill either. Sometimes, you know, I'll get involved in the task and it'll keep going and going and going and going and going. And then two, three hours later, I'm like, oh, snap. I was supposed to create my content. Oh, man. And I was supposed to, like, you know, edit my blog post. But now my day is gone. 
And although I did get some of the things accomplished off my list, I really wanted to do this. That's so, the, but how, how do you, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just thinking, okay. how do you decide? Cause I know at one point you had a VA, right? Right. So how do you decide what goes to her or what goes to your VA? Well, I don't have a VA right now, but when I, I'm going to have another, I'm going to get one back this year because I don't like doing this stuff. Oh, okay. So it's the stuff you don't like to do. Okay. <laughs> it's the stuff that I know is not in my zone of genius. Like I can do, I can build a landing page. It's, you know, they now have templates. It's a no brainer, but do I want to spend an hour or two shifting and changing and moving stuff when I could be reaching out for speaking engagements, when I could be, um, creating things that will help me to reach more women, more mom entrepreneurs, when I could be doing things in my zone of genius. So basically I give to my VA whatever I'm good at or that I don't want to do because we end up getting stuck in mediocrity. You know, <laughs> we're, we're easy. We're really good at like, you know, if I'm good at this, then, you know, that's why you say three things that you don't, that you really don't want to tackle those dragons. That's why you say put those first because we're really good at putting the crap on our to-do list that we already do consistently and that we're really, really good at and that we really love to do. We're good at putting that stuff on there so we can feel accomplished, but we're really not accomplished because the dragons that we were supposed to slay have not gotten slayed. <laughs> so that's one of the things I tell moms. I tell them, I say, if, do not put it on your to-do list if it is something that you do naturally. You naturally make dinner at five o'clock. Do not put that on there so you can check it off. You naturally do your homework with your kids at six o'clock. Do not, that's not, no, that doesn't go on your to-do list. That's something that is now a flow. It's now a habit of your day. The things that go on your to-do list are things that are actually a part of the goals that you have set and are taking you somewhere. Not saying that, you know, cooking dinner and helping your kids aren't taking you somewhere, but it's it's not on that thing that you're trying to tackle now. And it's really easy to put that stuff on there just to have a false sense of feeling good about checking something off. Exactly. Um, and it's not just about checking something off. Um, and then another thing I always tell moms is don't go into your day expecting you get a hundred percent done for, for my life. I know that's not realistic. It, it just isn't because there are so many ebbs and flows, you know, like my oldest son is home today because he had a seizure last night. So that altered my day a little bit. So I know 100% is not gonna get done. I always aim for 70 to 80. Not because I'm a low achiever, but because realistically, based on my life, I know anything can happen. Now on average, I have a 90% day, on average. But I know that if I have a 70% day, which is where I get three things done versus all five, I'm not going to beat myself up. And then even if I have a day where I get less than three, it's an evaluation. Did I not do this because I was on YouTube watching, you know, videos? Did I not re or did I not reach it because I was sick and this is all I could do? Or if I had a sick child and, you know, this was the extent of, you know, so I always evaluate, even on my good days, I evaluate Were these, did I do the things that I know I needed to do to get to my next level? And don't be so stuck to your to-do list. Sometimes, but our to-do list is a guess. Yes. It's really guessing. And especially when you get into things like business things or even working with your kids, you're guessing that if I do this thing, then it's going to get me this result. Sometimes in working through it, you're like, oh, snap. I didn't know this little bitty piece was like, and so sometimes you have to adjust that and not go, okay, my list says, okay, I got to do this. Check. Oh, wait, I, I can't go back and do this part, even though I need it. I can't do it because it's not on my list. And I, I've already got three to five things on there. So I can relax. Stop the madness. <laughs> Stop the madness. It's okay to adjust. And that's why, you know, we both say those three to five things because it needs to have that flow and that fluid. And you need to have space in there for your self-care. And you need to make sure... I know this is a lot guys, but that your list isn't like this, that you're not saying from 10 to 11, I'm going to do this from 11 to 12. I'm going to do this from 12 to one. I'm going to do this from 10 to 11. I'm going to do this pause, uh, 1230 to 130. I'm going to do this 
pause um, because that allows life to happen. So let's talk about that piece for a minute. Time okay. blocking is what you're saying, right? So um, like Lisa Nichols will say that she gives 90 minute blocks of time for things, right? Right. So the pause, right? Because right. you know that a certain task may take you 45 minutes, but like today, your oldest son is home and you never know what he might need and how many interruptions that might entail, right? right. <laughs> so um, like just... Um, I call it a little bit like embracing imperfection because um, it just relieves a lot of stress. It's a, yes. you have to give yourself a margin, build in a margin of error, right? Yeah, always. Because we're not, like human. And that's yeah. what we forget with the mom piece because we're like, oh, we're moms. I've got a cape. No. <laughs> Even Superman asked for help, hence the Justice League. At some point, the individual superheroes could not do it on their own. Yes. So they banded together with other superheroes to become more powerful. And that's how you have to kind of look at it. Sometimes this is why your family is so important. This is why <laughs> the communication piece with your spouse is so important. And is it going to be easy? No, especially if this is not something that you guys have been doing consistently. It's not. Having those conversations in the beginning will not be easy. But trust me, as you do it, it gets easier. You have to have the support of a team, whether you hire a team or get your family together. And here's the gag. If you don't have your family together, and this is what I know for sure, if you do not have your family together, you cannot effectively manage a team. Hence why I do not have a VA because I could not effectively delegate and manage to her because I wasn't doing that with my family. Mm. It always felt disjointed. Um, and then I felt inauthentic because the relationship I had with her, I couldn't even do that with my family. So think about that even before you hire people. Mm -hmm. If you can't get your own family on your team, Think really long and hard before you hire some people and put and waste, not I want to say waste, before you utilize financial resources <laughs> on somebody that you cannot communicate with. Because again, what I know for sure with the VA, they thrive off of communication. If you leave it up to them, everybody's going to be pissed off. You have to have systems and you have to have the communication piece. So it, it all falls back on communication it totally all falls back on communication. If you're not communicating with your spouse, with your children on what's going on. And if they are not, and boundaries are not just, um, don't know, stop. Boundaries are a piece that allow each player to play at their highest space because I know how far I can go with you. You know how far you can go with me. I know what you need. You know what I need. And we are both going to stick to this because it makes the whole more cohesive. And those are boundaries. That's one of the things that I really try to inculcate with my kids because, you know, my little ones and even my big ones sometimes will get frustrated, right? They'll be like, right. oh, I can't do this. And so-and-so is so good at that. And I said, and you know what? Let's freeze frame here you are really strong at this and yep. that's why we need to have this person over here who's really strong at that and all together we're awesome but right. if we focus on what we can't do then it's just we're gonna be frustrated yeah so and that's a really great point and and i like i'm gonna just re-emphasize what you said about do not hire a va <laughs> if you cannot run your household like um like either a, like a ceo like, like a, a boss. CEO, or like a really well-managed team or a real well-oiled machine because you're not going to effectively communicate and you're going to end up misusing financial resources yep so, um i mean i know there's a lot of push to outsource ten dollar an hour um you know skill set stuff but if you i mean what I have always done from the beginning of my business, which has only been three years because I have teenagers, is those $10 an hour teenagers, things, right? I was like, okay, you have an internship. 
<laughs> okay. So my son, he wants to do marketing. Okay. So he helps me with my images and stuff sometimes. Cool. And once, you know, and he's actually done my PowerPoint presentations and he's really masterful at it because I will be, that's one of those things that I can just do for 12 hours. <laughs> on the other hand, we'll be like, oh mom, that sucks. You know, you should like, um, automate this or whatever. And he's done in like two hours and a half. So wow. yeah. Right. So if I know that I can manage him doing that, then if I ever want to hire that out, I can, but in the right. meantime, I've got interns. <laughs> so, and that's that other piece is, you know, going back to the systems too. You cannot hire a VA if you don't know, um, if you have, like, if, if you don't have systems in your business, like, okay, this goes here. That, like, if everything, if you don't have things in folders and kind of, like you said, some organizational pieces put together, it's going to be a hot buttered mess. This I know for sure because she has done that. And then you're wondering why the VA can't follow directions because they can't understand what you want. <laughs> And the same goes with your family. Do you guys see how this is like this circle? Your life, when you're an entrepreneur, especially, you know, being a mom entrepreneur, everything is a circle. It, you're, and I don't even know if, maybe a circle, like, I, I don't know, but you're the center. Say like you're the sun and everything is circling. And if you go out because you're overwhelmed or because you don't have um, the pieces in place to not only take care of yourself, but of your household, things are going to just fall. They're going to really fall. And having systems in your household, we have, and um, we just started this binder because I'm like, okay, if my business and my, like all of this is the same, all, you know, this is all one thing. Then I have systems for my business. You know, I have it in Trello and I have, there are now we're starting systems for the house, which is really cool because it lets the kids know what constitutes a clean kitchen. <laughs> you know, you know, a lot of the times we look at our kids and we, because we've been doing it and even for our spouses, we've been doing it for so long alone. We magically expect our families to have osmosis and to have actually watched us clean. Um, and then we say, okay, clean the kitchen or clean the bathroom. And you go in there like, this isn't clean. Well, to them it is because they don't have any direction. So even having directions on what constitutes a clean bathroom? What does a clean room look like? What does, you know, breaking it down to the basic point until the individual says, I don't need it anymore. And they can operate without it. Um, having those things in place. Um, and even like my goal, because the reason why we're doing it is my goal is to get a housekeeper. And I said, I can't have a housekeeper come in because nobody knows what, like, I don't know. Yeah. And it was just too much uncertainty. So I said, okay, we need to create systems because if somebody else came in and I tell them just to clean the kitchen, she's not going to have a baseline. And like with the VA, then I'm going to be pissed off. And then, you know, it's going to be this cycle of, you know, wastefulness confusion, yeah, and confusion. So having systems for your household too, letting your family yeah, it might seem like, oh my God, I'm treating them like babies. No, you're making sure that they are clear. Yes. You're making sure that they um, are empowered. Yes. Because you have to keep coming behind them going, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. Also, what I know for sure is that if you micromanage, people will stop helping. Yep. Because then they feel like they can never do anything right. They're walking on eggshells. You can't be helped. And they'll just stop helping. I know that for a fact because that's what happened in my house. And I kept wondering why nobody wants to help me because nobody knew what to do. <laughs> they felt like well, no matter how they tried to help, I wasn't going to be happy because there was no communication. Back again to communication. communication. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So how does all of this factor into the self-care piece? Because you, you talked about finding time for yoga classes and I know that you like to run and you, you take really good care of yourself. So like, let's tie that in. How do you, um, how do you direct your clients to find time for self-care? So self-care is actually a piece of like when I finally teach them how to plan their day, every day there should be 
a piece of self-care. And I always tell them self-care is not always a spa day and a massage. It's not always going to get your nails done, going to get your hair done. It's not always those things. Sometimes for me, my daily self-care is my yoga, meditation, my journaling, my reflection time. And I get up, I get up two hours before my family gets up. So that means my family gets up at six, I get up at four. And when I first, um, I learned this from, I think either Tony Robbins or Lewis House. And you have that space where you're just you and you're able to focus on you before you start focusing on other people and other things. And if you might say, oh my God, I could never get up at four. That's what I thought too, because she loved to get up at noon. Like I was a late sleeper. But the trick that I learned is, is that each week you go to bed 15 minutes earlier and then you wake up 15 minutes earlier. And you can either make it a week or you can do it in two week increments, but you keep, you know, pushing the increments back until you're at that optimal time. And what you'll realize is, yeah, you do have time to meditate. You do have time to get a workout in. You do have the time to um, journal and read a book and have a cup of coffee and look out the window. Like you have that time. You just have to make the decision. Is your sanity worth more than everybody else's um, emergencies? And my sanity is worth more because if I'm serving for my highest space, not only to myself, but to my family and to my clients, if I'm serving for my highest space, then I'm working more efficiently. I am, um, I'm more clear and coherent and, uh, life just feels a lot juicier. Yes. I go to bed at nine o'clock, but let's be for real. What's going, I mean, unless you're a party animal, (laughs) What's going on after nine o'clock anyway, that's so important. And now that we have the wonderful technology of DVRs, um, internet, I don't have to stay up. Like, you know, our parents, like if you missed a show, like back in the day, if you missed a show, you just missed that show. Yes, my DVR is full, but so is my life. And I can go and I can watch episodes, you know, if I feel so inclined whenever I get ready and it's going to always, you know, pretty much always be there unless the tech dies and then I lose episodes, but then it's not going to kill me because we have the internet and I can look at right. There's Netflix, there's Amazon, there's, there's, Netflix, there's Amazon, there's Hulu, there's all these different spaces. So, um, self-care, I always tell my, my ladies are so, is so important and start where you are. Yeah. I do an hour to an hour and a half a day on average. But if that's not where you are now, don't think you have to be me because you're not. I started off, this is honestly how I started off with self-care. It was 15 minutes mm-hmm. is where I started. And I got this app called um, Swerk It. Swerk? Swerk. Something oh, yeah. Else. I think I've heard of that. Okay. And they have these five-minute workouts, yeah. right? Yeah. So I would work. I would do like some sort of movement for five minutes. I would meditate for five minutes. And I would journal for five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's honestly where I started at. Wow. And then I think like, as I discovered that I had more energy, more time, mm-hmm. then it went like to 15 minutes where I was working out. And, you know, so I started off really, really slow and that's okay because as long as there's momentum, right. you're going to get to that dream of like, oh my God, I was so loved to have an hour just to be able to sit in silence. You have to show the universe that you are willing to start somewhere and when you're willing to start somewhere, even no matter how small, you'll eventually get to where you want to be. I love that. So that's what I always say about self-care. Don't, don't look for the big stuff. Even with the massages, at one point I was not getting monthly massages. Like that was like monthly who, what, huh? What? You, you, huh? Um, but then I said, okay, you know, kind of like that, like that latte factor thing. Do I want a latte? Or do I want to go out and have the sandwich every day? Or would I feel more rewarded by a 90-minute hot stone massage? 90-minute hot stone massage, 400. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and for a lot of us, you know, like, my, like you, my husband works. He has a government position. They have really good benefits. So I found out that if I got my doctor to sign this letter of necessity, <laughs> what? 
that right. our health savings account that we rare, like, you know, you get it, yeah. but you don't use it all the time. Exactly. Right. But that our health savings account would cover my massages. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's ways for you to do this stuff that like, you have to be willing to think outside of the box. And if it's something you really want to do, you'll always find a way. But yeah, it's things that, you know, two or three years ago that I thought, it's like, oh, I'm getting monthly massages. Oh, yeah. you know, like one of my dreams last year was to get a landscaper because of my husband's work schedule. I don't like having a homeless looking house and I'm too prissy to go out and push a lawnmower. <laughs> so, you know, and I knew it was hard for him, you know, even though we weren't communicating at that, at that much at that point, I could see like Saturdays was all he had and he was spending two hours out in the yard. And I'm thinking, I wouldn't want to spend two hours out, <laughs> you know, yeah. out in the yard. And so getting that piece where they come, you know, once a week, they clean up, they do all the stuff and they go on, um, made a huge difference. And that was actually part of the, um, the first piece that helped us to communicate. He was like, oh my God, babe, thanks so much for doing that for me. And that actually opened up the communication. You know, it was 90% selfish because, I, like I said, I don't like having a homeless looking house. Um, but, you know, it, it opened some stuff up. Yeah. So just noticing the small things that, you know, would make your partner's life a lot easier, right? And right. Your, your life easier and, of course, open up lines of communication. Right. And the self-care piece, another to your point about it being covered in your health savings, a lot of companies um, and people, if you're not reading your benefits, you know, your yep. benefits, that's part of the wellness program. And a lot of companies like they have chiropractic, they have yoga and some of these, you know, companies. They have gym memberships for yeah. like our gym membership is $25 a month and we get to go to multiple gyms under our, you know, right. Our insurance. And it's like, I would have never like looked into that. I would have never known that nutritionist things that, you know, are for your general overall health and wellness. And you have, like you said, you got to read. You really got to read. So, you know what? I've really enjoyed our conversation and you are just like a wealth of information. I'm so happy to have you on here. I don't, I, I feel like we should do this again, or we have to have a summit or something, but in our last few minutes, I want to ask you two more questions. Sure. Number one, do you have anything coming up um, or anything you want to share with our listeners and viewers today? So um, I have a, a map because I know that you ladies are pressed for time sometimes. So I have my, um, my mom entrepreneurs get your life map. Okay. And so it just, it's literally a visual. Like if you can scroll through Facebook, you can grab this visual. <laughs> it's literally a visual. Get your lot, get yo, cause I'm a little hood. So G E T Y O L I F dot M E. So get yo life dot M E. And it's literally like this visual guide. It goes over the five steps that, you know, we talked to them. We talked about them today and um, just really short and consumable to help you at least establish a baseline. So I have that. In February, I will actually be starting my a Fulfilled Life coaching group. I've been toying around and playing around with this, as you know, like forever. You know, you know, being an entrepreneur, when something is kind of your baby, right. you kind of hold on to it because you don't want to let it out in the world. But again, my coach told me, you are disservicing so many moms by not having this available. So the group will be available. It will actually start February, February 5th. So I'm going to start having the promo info out on my website. Sorry. The charmed life.me is my website. Okay. Um, so that will actually be there. Um, so those are the things that I have coming up, but I would really love for them to grab that guide because it will be a really good, quick way. It will also put them on my email list. So when I do open up for the group in the next couple of weeks that they can be like the first to know about it. Um, and 
I'll make sure that both the links are with okay. are underneath the video and underneath the um, audio for this. Okay. So. And so, yeah, that's what I have coming up. And then I'm on my Facebook page. Regularly, I do weekly live streams on there that are basically teaching um, opportunities and um, not want to say teaching, but learning and, you know, opportunities. Yeah, you guys, like you're missing out on her lives. You got, you got to connect with her. And it's uh, the charm life with um, Charmaine. Also, that's your business page, right? My business page, because I didn't want to change the URL, because you know it used to be my name. So the okay. business page is still Charmaine L. Johnson Fuller. Okay, okay. Is the URL for the Facebook business page. Okay, okay. Got lots of URLs going on here. I know, I know. It's, the, it's a thing. It really is a thing. One last thing. What are the three, I know, like we talk like a million things, but what are the top three takeaways that you want our listeners and viewers to have today? One, know how you want to feel. Know how you want your life to feel. Know how you want your day to feel. Know how you want your marriage to feel. Know how you want to feel. That is your heartbeat. Two, communicate. Open your mouth. Use your throat chakra. Let people know what you need. Let people know how they can help you. Ask how can you help them. Um, communicate. And then the third piece for me is always purpose. Why? We always, you know, op we're always operating from a space of what, which burns us out. When you operate from a space of why, things become clear, they become more expansive. You make it, you find it easier to say no to the things that do not fit into your why. A lot easier. Um, so those for me are like the three things, uh, know how you want to feel, communicate with your team and know and get connected to your purpose, your day purpose, your life purpose. I mean, purpose is everything to me, you know, so those are my three. Absolutely. Thank you so much for Thank your time you, today Cordelia. and for all the strategies that you've given um, the mom entrepreneurs and the regular moms, if you're not entrepreneurs that are listening and watching. Some moms are thinking about becoming, you know, this is the time of year where a lot of moms um, start that business because that's kind of what I did is when we got our income tax return one year, I was able to do all the stuff that I thought an entrepreneur should do right, right. <laughs> um, and start my business. So this is also the time if you're like, even if you're a mom just getting ready to start that journey, there's a way for you to minimize the stress. Like we're trying to help you to not fall on your butt as hard. Like, so take it. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you've been thinking about it, take these strategies that Charmaine has shared today and get started on your little, you know, side gig or um, your purpose in life. Right. Yeah. It always starts off as a side hustle, doesn't it? Then right, it gets right. a <laughs> And then you find out, oh, wait, that's like my heart. That's like, right. Yeah. Right. So I appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Thank so you very much. And um, have an amazing day. Thank you. Bye, everybody. You've had some time to yourself, unwind with yourself. You can do anything, so don't you hide from yourself. Be kind to yourself, intelligent, amazing. Don't just break free from the hill, break 